0: so that you can learn how to build a successful and aligned business, simply as a byproduct of your personal awakening. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. I know you guys are gonna love this, and why is that? Because these are the topics we're always talking about. We're always talking about growing a business that's aligned, uh, ditching what's not in your highest alignment, and following your heart full time, right? Growing a business in terms of your marketing, in terms of your pricing, in terms of releasing your truth. And that's why I loved this conversation. I, I just listened to it again. Um, and this is a conversation by uh, with me and Rachel White. Now, Rachel White helps spiritual leaders basically uh, not only up level their income, not only up level their impact, but in a holistic way, improve improve their life, and you'll hear Rachel's story in a second, and you'll hear her bounce back and forth between a few things she enjoyed, a few things she had was passionate about in terms of in terms of yoga, in terms of uh, in terms of coaching and mentoring and speaking, uh, but ultimately, she was able to leap and follow her heart full time and grow a successful coaching business because of one thing, and that is self-acceptance. It's self-love through the whole thing. And it's so inspiring when people do this. It is inspiring because we know how tough that is when you're in the bind of safety, right? when you're in the bind of what's familiar. To be able to leave that familiarity and to follow your heart and to, and to leap into the unknown is a scary thing. So conversations like this are always empowering. It's always a good investment with your time. And that's exactly it. She describes that to get still, to get those answers, you need safety. You need to reframe what you think is, what safety is, and also uh, also how you can develop that stillness knowing that your leap forward is guided. All right. So if you're looking to grow your business in a way that's aligned, if you're looking to, have a conversation around pricing right and around uh doing it in a way that feels in flow and then also how to access uh what Rachel calls your spiritual team right your spirit team that in inner in guidance within you that has the answers that you need that has the answers that you want right now and if you're in confusion or fear or doubt or, or frustration right now you need that inner spirit team you need your inner guidance to uh, flow those answers through you. And so we got dive deep into that and all summing up all of this, not only is it how to follow your heart. not only is it how to build a, a business that's in flow, but it's doing it in a way that feels aligned. It's doing it in a way that feels like you're creating the impact in the world that you're here to create. And so Rachel sums all of that up in such a beautiful conversation. I can't wait to see what your breakthroughs are here. Here's the conversation okay guys welcome back we have rachel white here the the thing that resonated with with me and with a lot of these speakers uh, is obviously the aspect of spirituality we love diving in deep in terms of ourselves and not only to be more whole within ourselves to feel more inner peace and freedom but to express that in a way that is our dharma right express that in a way that is our calling that our heart's pulling us towards And, uh, one thing that, one thing that Rachel, uh, helps with not only in terms of helping spiritual leaders in terms of helping them have a more whole life, but also in, in a way of, uh, helping them with their business and helping them express what they want to express in the form of, in the form of a a profitable business. So not only Rachel, do you help people with, with, in terms of your speaking, in terms of your podcasting, in terms of your coaching, all of that format, but you, um, but you, you clearly just release content in, in, from your heart and from a place where you just where you just love helping and love serving. So that's what brings us connected, and that's what allows us to do this this interview. So first of all, welcome! It's awesome to have you on here. I'd love to give you the the, the stage for a little bit just to give the uh, listeners a little bit about a little bit about you and uh, why it is you do what you do.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Tess. and I'm so excited to be here. And so a little bit about what I do, you summed it up. I'm a coach, speaker, author, podcast host, and I really love to work with spiritual leaders to up-level their impact, income, and their life at a really holistic level. And when I say spiritual leaders, anyone that's willing to lead themselves and to lead their service is a leader. So if you're listening, you are already a leader. And I, I really love doing this work. I've always really been drawn to personal development, to self-mastery, to being the best version of myself. And I remember when I was around 13, I was in year eight in high school, I kind of had this like epiphany moment where I was like, my purpose in this lifetime is to help people, to make a difference. And back then, I had... um very different energy around my self-worth and around what it actually meant to make an impact. So what the definition has really evolved into what I'm doing now, but I knew that I was meant to be a leader. I knew that I was meant to make a difference. I knew that I was meant to help people. And so I feel like from that 13-year-old self and I even have memories of before that where I was actively doing things. I just wasn't really conscious of why I was drawn to certain things. But from that point forward, I've just experimented in so many different things. I've taken up every opportunity I could that I thought would help people in some way. And I think that so many of us have this innate desire to help people. And I think it's really important to bring some definition and vision around that, like help people do what exactly and back then I I really didn't know as a teenager I thought the only way to really help people was to get donations or to go help build a school in in a third world country or something like that I just I didn't really know any of the options available but I was just so willing and open to take up any opportunity that came and a big part of my journey was um like this search for it was like this search for something, this search for how am I going to be fulfilled? And I grew up in a really big family. I grew up in, you know, like I would say we were like middle to lower class socioeconomic. And and I I felt like the only way for me to really get attention was when I was achieving something. So I always did really well in school. I always did things that would get me some kind of certificate or award. And it was really this big search of just seeking to be approved um, in some way and getting that approval from outside of myself. And I feel like how all of this came together, how me integrating internal wholeness and self-sourcing my own power so that I could stop trying to seek power from, or validation from other people, and my deep desire to be a leader and to help people, all of this really came together in the soul business that I'm running for myself now, working with other leaders and, and helping people create a life that they genuinely love. Like, I, I think there's so many people in the world that just think life is like such is life. Like they just get up, go to work, Do whatever, and there's always meant to be parts of their life that they don't really enjoy. And I wholeheartedly believe that we can enjoy and love our entire life if we are ready to lead ourselves in that life. And that's not to say we won't face challenges, we won't face up levels where you know there's a little bit of discomfort, it's not to say that, but overall, we genuinely love every aspect of our life. So that's really. I guess, yeah, just an overview of this. I've been on this lifelong journey of just wanting to help people, discovering new ways to do that and learning how to self-source my own power so that I, I can, one, lead myself and also teach other people how to do that for themselves as well.
0: Yeah, and let's step let's into that because how many people can resonate with the, with the feeling of I need to succeed in order to feel enough right it's a big part of my Mm -hmm. story and it comes up time and time again not only with the people in the community but everyone i talk to in the entrepreneurial world have that at some level so Mm -hmm. you had deep down a a a knowing that i just have this desire to help people right when did that actually start to shift towards actually i need to look at myself and look after myself in order to help other people as well
1: Yeah, so I would say, I would say an aspect of it was always there, that I always knew that in order to help people, I need to, I needed to be the best version of myself, but at at the start, it was always around, I need to build my skills, I need to learn new things, I need this, this, and this, and it kind of, it started to shift to more of an internal journey in i would say 2015 i moved to new zealand for half a year to do a secondment with my work my my background is working professionally as an accountant so very different to what i'm doing now but i went on a half year secondment and i had a very fully scheduled life before that point in time like i was working full-time i was studying full-time I was volunteering on like five different community organizations at some dig level, like I literally had things on every single day after work and all day, all the weekends. So I went from that life to then moving to New Zealand where pretty much all I had was work, like I was working full-time but nothing else. So I suddenly had all this space and I felt really drawn to Um, learning about mindfulness and learning about meditation. And initially I went into that um, investigative journey because I wanted to be better at my job. But what it ultimately led me to was all these books on spirituality, all of these workshops, all of this new learning. And I felt like this whole new world suddenly opened and that's also the time I started to learn about self-love and self-acceptance. And that really triggered such an internal journey within me that I knew that for me to actually make the biggest impact, I had to fully love and accept myself. And if I couldn't do that, if I couldn't love myself, then I couldn't fully give love to other people. And that's ultimately, I think, what we all want to do. When we want to make an impact, we want to share love to to some way and the expression of that love is different for everyone um but yeah i would say that was really the starting point when i started to integrate my spirituality into the like professional personal development other things that i had learned along the way
0: wow so when was the the shift so you just being booked out with your life to Mm -hmm. basically opening the books of spirituality and personal development and learning self-love where was the shift where you started following that guidance and following that heart rather than the, the accountancy and, and all, of the, all of the charities that you're you know, involved with? When was that sort of shift where you started to coach, you started to move and follow your heart yeah. towards this direction?
1: Yeah. So I would say even, um, I would say the shift began with stillness. Like, and then from the stillness is when I got into like the spirituality books without, if we never give ourselves stillness, we'll never give ourselves clarity. And so that was 2015. And then at the start of 2016, I kind of just thought I'm going to do a life coaching course. And at the time I didn't really know what exactly life coaching was It was like a nine month course. I didn't really know exactly what we were going to cover, but I just felt I heard someone mention at this workshop I went to that they were a life coach and that was literally the only time I had ever heard the word, but I just knew I had to do it. And at the time I had like just got back into Australia, just got back like to where I was working, like the same place I had been at before I had been working there for like four, almost five years at the time. And When I told um, like the partners of my work and my colleagues, they all thought like, what what the hell,
0: (laughs) what the hell are you doing?
1: why are you doing this like I had and at that point I had just finished my so I did like my three-year bachelor degree and then I did three-year professional designation I had just finished all that and they were like you just finished six years of intensive study and you're gonna go study this and what's the what's the point of it like they really were like you're crazy and my family didn't really understand but they knew that I liked to study and learn new things so they weren't too phased And yeah, I, I didn't really have grand plans at that point of what I was going to do with that coaching qualification, but I just knew that it was something I wanted to do. And I started part of the course was like, it was suggested we do pro bono coaching for like two or three people in our lives. And I did that and I loved it. And I saw such a huge transformation in the people I was coaching. And I knew that it was something I just had to continue doing. And then that same year in 2016, I went on this charity hike through the Kamano Kodo in Japan. It's like this sacred pilgrimage trail, like the most amazing nature. And I was at the top of a mountain and I had this thought, I want to do my yoga teacher training. And I didn't know a lot about yoga at the time. I had been to a few classes, but I just thought I really want to understand the philosophy and the spirituality of yoga. And then, so the start of 2017, I started my yoga teacher training course. And again, everyone's like, you're actually crazy. What the hell? Um, but I was still working full time as an accountant for like for 2016, 17 and 2018, most of 2018, while I was casually coaching, casually teaching yoga. And I got to a point where the stress and burnout and unfulfillment that I was feeling working full-time um like there's so many elements to that but ultimately it wasn't aligned with what I wanted to do I got to a point where I was like I cannot live like this anymore and all the coaching and yoga stuff I was doing it was just so effortless everything just came together and I was doing a little bit of like casual lecturing um for accounting as well but I, I love teaching so that was kind of fun and I thought you know with the coaching yoga and this casual lecturing I can actually live off that without working full-time it's okay if I take a dip in my income like for a little bit so I kind of built the stability that made me feel safe enough to resign from that full-time work even though it was such a big drastic change like I had worked there since I was 18 for almost eight years like but I, I took the leap and left and initially, I kind of had this mindset that it's like, I can just live off what I'm making now. But then I really started to think, no, like I actually desire wealth. I desire high levels of freedom. I desire to make massive impact. So I don't need to just play small and and think that I need to settle for doing these things casually on the side.
0: That's huge. That's such a big shift. And so what was it? I know a lot of people listening are in that space where they're like, I've got some aspects of my life that aren't fulfilling that I do in order to get a consistent paycheck or because it's safe or because it helps me feel enough, whatever it may be. But then there's also that side of them that they're like, man, I know this is what I'm meant to do. I know this is a calling. I know this, like you say, it's effortless. What was it about you, whether it was a belief or a thought or something like that, that allowed you to continue to follow these things that was your heart's guidance without the without believing what everyone else is saying because you you did your study you did your whether it was life coaching or the yoga whether it was just doing these things on the side whether it's your coworkers thinking you're crazy but yet you still took action towards those things that were your heart's calling what is it about you whether it's a belief or something like that that allowed you to do that
1: mm, i think for me it was the point I left was really when I decided to fully lead myself and to source self my validation. If we are externally sourcing validation, then we're never going to do anything that we think will make people disapprove of us in some way. Mm. But I really learned how to like self-source that in myself. Like I knew that I was doing the right thing it didn't matter what anyone else told me, like, their their opinion wouldn't sway me, yeah, there are definitely people whose opinions, like, I cared about, whose approval I wanted, but I didn't need it, I knew that I would be okay, and that this was the best thing to do for me, and I think when we really create that vision for ourselves of this is what I want to do, if we have split energy around it, like, half of me thinks that, oh, no, like, Like I need to stay here and then half of me wants to go there. That split energy is like confusing the universe. We're not going to get where we want to go unless until we bring our full energy behind our vision.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's something people can take on board. It's not necessarily just a decision. It's the energy. It's the energy of it. It's like this is what I'm all in on. This is my heart. Like you said, it's it's internally driven. It's like my validation comes from in here because I feel it. And I don't need to I don't need to know any other any other external circumstance or result or approval i can feel it when it's in me and that's all the evidence that you need to just continue to follow your heart continue to follow that guidance and what i found is that when you follow that it leads to more levels of contribution which lead to more levels of uh you know external circumstance in terms of uh, monetary rewards just as a byproduct of that so that's what i found in terms of what you've learned in terms of coaching the 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 people you have where do you think people get hung up the most in this journey
1: mm, this at least actually leads into what I was going to add on to what you were just saying that um, so there's this process of deciding what we want and then showing up for our part and then surrendering and I think the process of surrendering is where Most of us get caught up when we're in this process of up-leveling or shifting our life in some way, because for us to surrender, we need to feel safe. And so many of us have lived these lives where we're conditioned to take action, take action, do, 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 force, 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 take control of what you can. And what that does is disrupts the nervous system to basically feel like we have adrenaline and cortisol pumping through our body all day, every day. And when we're in that state, our body is sensing danger or it's sensing that there's something we need to do at any second so we can't relax. And when we're in that state of feeling like we can't relax, we can't pause, we can't take stillness, it's literally impossible for us to surrender because we don't feel safe. So I think that is somewhere that I see a lot of people get caught up in is that they've done the work they've done their course, they've worked out that financially and otherwise, they'll be fine if they do take this shift or or do this new thing. Like they know that at a logical level, but still their body feels unsafe. For some reason, there's this sense of danger if they go into this new area. And this comes into mindset work as well. The role of our brain is to keep us in survival mode. And it knows that right now, We're alive, so we must be safe with what we're doing right now. If we do something else, it's a little like we don't know. We might die. Is the is the logic of the brain? So I think we really need to teach ourselves how to restore our nervous system, how to allow ourselves to feel safe, and how to assure ourselves that we will be safe after the other side of this action or whatever shift we're looking to create in our life.
0: And what what is what is safety to you? Is it financially? Is it in terms of relationships? Is it is it security, physical security? What is what is it the self, the safety that people need in order to access this this stillness?
1: Yeah, well, I think all like all those labels you just gave are labels of the mind. Really, I think it's to know we are innately safe, no matter what our circumstances are no matter what people we have, like no matter any single thing your mind can think of, you are innately safe. You are innately protected by the universe and your worth is absolute non-changing. It's an infinite number that is, could not be changed by anything. Like, And I, I think it's like you are safe full stop and your mind will try to convince you that, oh, but you need financial safety or you need relationship safety or you need, but that's just the mind chatter. Like it's about I am safe, full stop
0: yeah, and that's the answer that you come to that's the answer I came to when I started meditating, and I meditate uh, in silence two hours a day, and so when I sit mm-hmm. in stillness, this is the they're, they're the answers I get because when you sit in stillness they're the patterns that fall away the 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 egoic patterns of of safety, mm-hmm. security, significance, they all come up and then they fade away when you sit in stillness. And it allows me to innately feel safe. And so what happens when someone starts to feel safe, they can actually start to sit down. So they have the belief that they're innately safe. The universe is looking after them. And now Mm -hmm. they're willing, they're open to now sitting in stillness. Where do you think they go from there? And and that's going to help them through this transition.
1: I think if they're clear on their vision, so they're clear on what they really want, and then they come into that stillness feeling safe, they're opening to receiving. So they become in alignment. They're ultimately surrendering to their vision and bringing themselves into energetic alignment with what they want. So then from that point forward, it's about following their own specific intuitive messages about what action they need to take. Perhaps the action is simply to do nothing, or maybe. They just need to do something to put some energy in motion to get something that they want so once they have that innate feeling of safety and allow stillness and surrender into their life i feel like we all always get the guidance we need to move us into whatever we want to and if we really believe that we are safe and supported no matter what we do I feel like a really important element is to start playing with it, start to have fun with it. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be really serious so that it's like, this is what I have to do and then I'll have what I want. Like what is actually going to bring you the most play, joy, pleasure in this moment and trust that that is actually going to attract everything you really want into your life.
0: Mm, Yeah. That energy. It's the, like you say, it's not your split energy. It's like, this is what I'm going all in on, but you can have fun doing it you can bring in an energy of playfulness of joy of creativity of just fun uh is that what you found on your journey when you when you when you started doing life coaching you started doing yoga you knew that was effortless is did this stillness lead to that type of creativity and playfulness that you could just take action on the on those pieces yeah well I feel like
1: when I first started doing coaching and- Yoga teaching while I was still working. There was never any pressure with it because I always knew like I'm doing this purely because I enjoy it, purely because I want to do it. I don't need to do it. Like I'm already earning a full time wage. I'm I don't need the money from it. Um it, it was simply because I really enjoyed and I loved doing it. And then when I went to where I wasn't working, and that was like my sole income source for a little bit I did initially notice that some pressure came around it it's like oh like I need this many people in my class or I need this many clients because if I don't then um how am I gonna pay my bills so there and that was just like like mind chatter that was happening so all of a sudden this pressure came around it, and then I I really had to like nip that and be like, no, like if I bring pressure and control, it's only gonna stop my flow of channeling and and receiving. So it was again coming back to safety. Like I am I am safe and I have fun and I'm always going to be led to what is going to be of the highest service. Like and I think that sometimes we get a little fixated on how exactly we want something to look. Say like if I said I only want to run um so when I first started coaching I I had this idea in my head that I only wanted to run group programs and I was like that's gonna be so successful I'm gonna have them at a really like affordable rate so many people are gonna join it's just gonna overflow and I just had this idea it's like I'm gonna make this happen and it like yeah there was like some results around it but when I really kind of let that go and really asked the question of what is actually going to be of the highest service what is going to be the most fun for me right now I actually found that I really enjoyed working one-on-one with people I thought I wouldn't but I I, I did and my programs at the start I had this fixed mindset of I'm, I'm going to have them at a low price point and there's going to be thousands of people join but when I followed my intuition, it was kind of the opposite. It's like, I'm going to make these so high value and just so immersive and amazing. And the price that I set was like 20 times what I set for my first program. And like more more people joined. And it's not necessarily like you have to charge more. It was that, that was just more fun and in alignment with what I wanted. So I think it's really important to let go of exactly don't fixate on anything, allow yourself to play, allow yourself to flow, allow yourself to adapt and evolve as you go.
0: Awesome. And do you have advice for anyone who's looking for that internal guidance? Cause you said that it was in your alignment to increase the price and do one-on-one, which is not what your mind originally thought was going to mm-hmm. be the case. What's the, what, what advice would you have for someone who's looking for that internal guidance Uh, guidance and that internal alignment to know what to do next
1: yeah well again I think it really does come back to stillness and safety and also to go further to that if we do find our mind fixating on something so in my case I need to have low value programs why was my mind clinging to that was there a fear around people don't want to pay more for my services was there a fear around I'm not enough of a leader to lead other people? Was there a fear around I'm not successful enough to lead? Like, what are the fears actually around that mindset? And to just, one, acknowledge them and acknowledge that our mind and our human self will have fear. And then once we acknowledge the fear, then we choose what is the actual truth that I want to align to you? And the truth is that I am a leader. I have value to add. My sole clients will be drawn to me. They'll be happy to pay me. And only people that want to invest in me are going to. Like I'm not stealing anyone's money. People love to pay me. So yeah, I think it's really important just to acknowledge your fear, but then choose the truth that you actually want to be in alignment with.
0: Mm, that's a key distinction between understanding what your mind's telling you and the stories your mind has, but the, the truth your heart's giving you right mm. so understanding where it is that gap between am i wanting this because i'm attached to it out of fear or am i really wanting that because that's what my heart's guidance is and like you say once you might reach a level of stillness you can start to you can start to tell the difference between those two voices is that what you found yeah
1: definitely and i I've, I've i i think some famous person is like Known for saying this, like I don't know who said it, but it's like the longest journey is from the head to the heart. Mm. I feel like that's a really popular thing, but I can't, I can't credit who said it. I can't think of it. But I, the, there's a, the process of getting from our mind to our body, stillness and safety is the big key of that. But when we think about energy being in our mind, it's not really in our head. It's like out. I guess people listening can't see my hands, but like out above your head. The energy is in the mind and chatter in the head space. So to bring, we can channel our energy from our mind into our body. This is really important. Like if you find that you like can't sleep because you're overthinking, have so much mind chatter, or you just, are so distracted in your thoughts to bring your energy back into your body you need to bring your awareness to your body and I feel like the most simple way to do this is through the breath so just breathing in through the nose letting your belly fully rise slowly exhaling letting the belly gently fall and just bring your full awareness to that movement of your belly feeling any other physical sensations that's one way to get in touch with your body or you can dance or you can do anything that makes you feel like your awareness and your energy is focused on your body. And that immediately starts to shift the energy from your head to your heart. And when you do that, you'll notice that you have, even when you're like a lot of people have um, inspiration burst in the shower, it's because that water in your body, your focus is on your body at that point in time. So we allow greater channels of inspiration and guidance to come through when we move that energy from our head to our body. And then the next step is the full surrendering. So we move our energy from our body to our soul space. And that's where we have access to immediate full divine guidance.
0: Wow. Okay. Awesome. And do you have a particular uh, practice, whether it be daily or weekly that you do to whether it be meditation or anything to access this stillness and focus on your body and bring in that energy and then shift that towards Uh, surrender Is there any particular, any particular, you know, advice you'd have for someone that's willing to take it up on a daily day practice?
1: Yeah. So I have a daily practice that I do every single day, and it's like real. Some days it's real short and sweet. Some days it's a bit longer, but it's the same all the time. So I do a. I start with a pranayama practice called Nadi Shodana. So it's like alternate nostril breathing, and what that does is like so in yoga. You might have seen like the image of the serpents intertwining around a rod, and then like angel wings coming at the top. So that's like a um, like a Kundalini rising, and what that represents is our masculine, feminine, and then our the rod is where the energy channels through. So this nutty shodana alternate nostril nostril breathing balances the flow of the feminine and the masculine energy within us, and also the energy of our seven main chakras. So I do that breathing. And then I do like a little chakra clearing. So I just um, like visualize the color and location of each of the main seven chakras. Sometimes I'll just do like one breath per chakra. Sometimes I'll stay on each chakra for however long I feel I need to at at each point. And then I kind of um, meet with my spirit team. So I go, basically I'm meditating and I'm, I'm visualizing myself entering my divine soul space and I'm, I have a meeting with my spirit team essentially. Sometimes they have a lot of things to tell me, sometimes I have things to ask them, sometimes I just sit in their energy. So that's what I do every single day and then I have other practices like I love yin and restorative yoga, especially if I'm feeling like a lot of energies in my head I'll do some like restorative yoga just to bring that energy back into my body. And then like I have other practices that are like around the new moon and full moon. I love kind of ceremonial practices as well. But yeah, that first one is what I will do every day. Alternate muscle breathing, chakra clearing, spirit
0: team meeting. Awesome. What's been some what's been some interesting things that have come out of the your spirit team when you access the room whether it be a question that you ask them some guidance they have for you or even just sitting in their energy what's some what's some interesting things that have come out of out of that room
1: yeah well something really interesting so the last new moon which was like um almost a month ago now i so i have on the new moon is when i like set my monthly goals and and intention and all of that and i had this really long meeting with my spirit team and they just uh, for a while for a lot for the last few months my spirit team has been really saying like you are a leader of leaders and I feel like that guidance has been uh, created a lot of shifts in my expression in my business over the last few months but this last new moon they were just like the the they just said like soul leadership mastermind and I was like wow and uh, so I think with this spirit team like. They're not going to give us the math and the whole thing. Like they just give us what we need to then create the expression on our own. So the last um, new moon, I just got that, and I wrote down as like a possible goal to create the mastermind that I might launch in a month or something. But then, like within the next few days, I created the whole mastermind outline. I launched it, and it started last week. And then from there, I I created two new offers for soul leadership that they haven't officially launched yet, but they're I'm actually obsessed with, them. they're so amazing. And then I just launched like my new Facebook group, um, Spirited Leaders, and that was real guidance as well because my so I have an existing Facebook group community, and it just got to like over 200 members, and my mind was like, no, you can't just create a new group. And like, you'll lose all those members and blah, blah, blah. So there was this, there was this, a bit of resistance from my mind being like, are you really going to start your group from scratch? But this, my spirit team was like really assuring like, no, you're on, you're on the right track here. And this new energy is going to be amazing. So it's just like little things like that. And I find that the more that I connect with my spirit team and my own intuition every day, the more those kind of inspirations come through at all moments every day. It's not just in my meditation anymore. I, I've always got a lot of ideas, but I found that um, being someone that naturally has a lot of ideas and a lot of inspiration, I would create all these different things and be drawn to all these different directions. But I feel like I've really anchored into what I want to focus on now. So now all my ideas are around that focus. And Does do
0: that answer you, your question? I feel yeah, like I went totally. No, that's awesome because it it gives us guidance. It gives people who have a a calling or or an online business or they want to grow, it gives them some practical scenarios where you can actually go in and find answers. Do you do you say that we all have a spirit team that we can all call upon when when we do have need for that guidance?
1: Yes, we. I know we all have a spirit team. Even if we don't feel connected to them, we have this spirit team that is always looking out for us but when we connect with them we can collapse time around what it is that we really want to experience and like if you've never heard the word spirit team before it's it's a unique team for everyone and how you see and perceive them will be unique for you like it in your team could be like past loved ones or it could be um it could be non-people or it, it literally could be anything. That's a bit of a process meeting your spirit team. And I recommend to reach out or to get some guidance if it's completely new to you. But yes, we all definitely have access to our own spirit team.
0: Yeah. I mean, many people have presented it in the way of it can be it can be a spirit team, but it can also you can view it as just like your higher self or parts of you or mm. um, you know or archetypes within yourself you know we all have an archetype that's a, a warrior a lover a, a magician all the Jungian type archetypes you can do that but like you said they can they uh, I've, I've heard people say just choose four or five people that are role models in your life past or present um whether it be a fictional character right or whether it be someone in your life that's a loved one or or a, a business uh leader you follow right so there's many ways you can do this, but it's all yeah. diving in deep and, and getting the resources that are already within you. Would you is that the way you mm-hmm. would say it?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I agree with all that.
0: That's cool. So if someone's looking to do the inner work and then express that in the form of a business that they're growing, is there any advice you have in terms of how they can create that shift? How can this deep in inside in terms of their, their stillness in terms of their internal spirit team what t- what type of guidance do you have for someone who's willing to channel that and then put it out online to a place that's uh to a place that can help and a place it can serve
1: mm. i would say number one thing is trust that you are enough right now to make a difference your life experiences everything you've learned like everything about you makes you enough to make a difference now. You don't have to have a completely polished website. You don't have to learn more. You don't have to do more. You can if you want to do all these things, but you don't have to in order to start your business and in order to start making a difference. And I always say that the moment your business starts is the moment you make your first offer. And I see so many people that they're trying to just give or give away all this free stuff trying to build their audience and they think oh when I have this many followers then I'll like create an offer or something but I think create an offer from the start and you can always grow and evolve your business will naturally grow and evolve with you but I think make an offer and don't be afraid to make an offer and even if no one signs up for it like that's okay it's the process of you getting clarity through action of putting together things and like your offers are so unique to you. And again, I would say have fun and play with it. Does it feel good to do one-on-one? Does it feel good to maybe run a workshop, have a physical product, whatever it is that that you think will make an impact into the world. And then leading on from that, I would say be clear on the impact that you want to make. And again, this can evolve. So I think a really important piece is, like you don't have to have it all figured out and perfect at the start. If you look, so... My business over the last nine months has had so many shifts. I've updated my website like probably ten times. I've done a whole rebrand. I've launched programs and then decided I didn't want to do them. I've like if you've been following me for the last nine months, you would have seen that I've gone through so many shifts in my focus. And now I feel really centered in what I'm offering now. But again, that could change, and I'm just willing to evolve and grow and and shift in whatever way feels good so if you have stagnant energy around like if you think that you need to just follow through with the thing you started with that stagnant energy that's ultimately going to keep you stuck so I would say know the impact you want to make right now make an offer around it know that you're enough and also really trust that the universe creates polarity so what that means is if you have something you want to offer by the universal law of polarity, there is someone that desires to buy and pay for that offering. And you might not find them st- the minute you launch it. It might take you a little bit to find your voice. It might take you a little bit to know exactly what you want to do. But that all does come from the action, and you're not—you won't gain the clarity just from thinking about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And it's sort of like the universe is testing it. it says, "I'm giving you this guidance." are you ready to take action on it? Are you ready to call upon and, and move forward regardless of what your mind's saying, right? Regardless of the, the, the doubts and the fears and the confusion and whatever may come. Uh, it's basically saying just what, like what you did. And what you're saying here is it's coming through you for a reason. And if this mm-hmm. offer is coming through and this is what you want to present in the world. And this is something that, uh, you know, this is what you what how you want to serve. Then it's doing that for a reason, even if your mind can't see why. And so presenting it to the world allows you to tap into that divine energy of, you know, something will happen from it, whether it's a higher level opportunity or whether it's the lessons that you're meant to learn. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. 100% and I think the what you said even if it doesn't make logical sense that's so important most of the time it won't make logical sense it won't make logical sense if you launch a program and no one signs up and your mind might think what was the point of that but mm. it doesn't matter know that it's happening for you and flowing through you for a reason
0: yeah I mean that was the same for me when I left my job um, I wasn't making a lot of money in the job or in the business but in my meditation my heart said leave the job Right, that was in my expansion, and I was I was freaking out. My mind was freaking out, but I took that leap because I think, like what you said, it was I found safety in the fact that this is my heart's guidance. My heart was guiding me towards this, and I actually was able to break away from the the money and the 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 story around security for for a consistent paycheck, where I could now basically have high level of creativity and flow and alignment in the thing that I, I know I'm here to do. And so that's what I followed. And it seems like I went through the steps that you're explaining in terms of reaching a deep inner safety. And then from that, going into a place of, of, of stillness, a place of love, a place of uh, serving and ac- accessing my spirit team for, for guidance and for answers. So that's really cool. Is there anything else that you want to, share with us or anything that's flowing through that could help people on this transition as, as they're going through these inner and outer shifts?
1: Yeah, well, the thing that um, keeps coming up is this concept of presence and being present in our own power, because we're either present or we're absent. And as soon as we enter this state of absence, we get lost in it, and it can be really hard to pull ourselves out of. So I just think self-awareness is so important. Are you are the things you're doing every day cultivating a sense of presence or cultivating a sense of absence? And we really do need to take a, a high level of self-responsibility and leadership in our own life to acknowledge and recognize where we are leading ourselves away from our presence.
0: Mm, yeah takes a lot of mindfulness and a lot of a lot of uh understanding on if you've got which direction are you going in and so that's a it's something you can ask yourself today and something that you can consistently ask yourself when you're on this entrepreneurial journey so where is it that people can find out more about you if if this is resonating with them and they want to continue to follow your story
1: so you can find me at By Rachel White across all social media platforms. And I do have my, my free new free Facebook group, Spirited Leaders, that you can join. Um, I would love to have you in there. Yeah, I just I hang out on Instagram and Facebook a lot, so you can easily find me there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So it's by Rachel White and it's uh all the content. We'll be on there. You can follow her. You can get engaged with her, with her groups. I'd love to be in your group. Let's, let's make it happen. I'll, uh, I'll I'd love to do that. And so everyone who's, re- if you're just excited to follow a journey, that's more aligned, that's more towards your heart, that's more guided. Um, especially if you're keen to break away some of the egoic patterns of, of safety and security and comfort, and you're really just uh, ready to expand from your heart, then definitely reach out and, and add Rachel to your network because it's really, really cool. Is there anything else that you want to add that would uh, make, this, make this conversation feel complete?
1: Yeah, I think I just always love to end every conversation with just knowing you are enough and every single thing you need is within you right now and your worthiness is absolute, innate and cannot be altered by anything ever.
0: Wow, powerful rachel thanks so much for being on here it's been an absolute pleasure
1: thank you so much for having me
0: you're welcome thanks for listening to the awaken your business podcast if you're like me and you have a heart that wants to contribute you might want to come join us over on the online facebook community called connect contribute collaborate